0: G'day guys, welcome back to the uh, No Name Podcast, uh, footy's back tomorrow night, the, the Pies are playing the Tigers at MCG, uh, I've got my good friend with me, Big Tone, uh, Big Tone and I have been going on the footy for the best part of 20 years, he's a uh, mad Collingwood fan, he says what he thinks um, and he doesn't care what others think of him, um, so Big Tone, welcome, welcome on and uh, how, how do you think our pies are going to go tomorrow night, mate? Because I'll be—I'll be perfectly honest. I think we're going to get done, and we're going to get done—not terribly, but I think we're going to be outplayed, and it's going to be pretty evident. if uh, you, you
1: haven't changed, Ross. You're
0: always—you're uh, you never positive about the pies. <laughs> uh, well, Tyne, how can I be positive? <laughs> well, how can you not be? I
1: thought the first first uh, round
0: they were very, very good. Yeah. I don't think- I know Richmond presents a different game, but mm. it all depends whether we can come out again and, and, and off the blocks like we did in that first round. That's, that's the unknown. That's the, that's the part that i yeah. wanting to see. I want to see how we come out tomorrow. And, you know, there's been a big break, and it's mm. just who embraces it the best, I think. Mm. Yeah, because I reckon... I reckon two thousand. I reckon the first game we were playing against the doggies was the best game in round one that we'd played since maybe two thousand and ten when we also played dogs and beat them. I totally agree. I
1: I, I was very nervous even before that
0: first yeah. game Not because everyone was talking up the doggies, but uh, mm. we came out and just blitzed them. No. no, we we yeah. did. We had, we had a really good game, but the um the issue that I always have is that we don't. Seem to rebound very well. I think the next week after that 2010 game, we played Melbourne at the G, and around that time, we were almost unstoppable, yet we couldn't beat Melbourne, who couldn't win a game. I think we beat them by a point. No a <laughs> uh, point. No. We had to... that year, I think. Yeah, Twice. yeah. No, no, we drew. We drew on Queen's birthday against them that year. Oh, we drew and beat one point. That's yeah. But I reckon, I reckon it might be a bit like that. I think we might just be a little bit too far maybe ahead of ourselves, potentially. Um, I I just think that Richmond are probably a more stable team on the field overall than we are. I think that... uh, I think the key to the game is effectively um, will the Richmond defence be able to contain our forward line? If they do, um, if they're able to contain Degoey and Elliott, I think that'll probably be the game right there because i think elsewhere we're relatively you know but saying saying that i think this year for the pies i actually think it's also going to be how our defense holds up as well if we if we can keep them all in there Mm. eventually um i think that's going to be a key to us as well i think our, our defensive sticks have to be stable and play as much as possible yeah I reckon, yeah. I reckon we've. I reckon you're spot on there. Like, I look at our back six. I think we've named Chris Roughhead, How Maynard, Moore, and Noble, and then guys like Maine can play a little bit back there. But then even sort of our third tall back is Jack Madgen, who's okay, but he's okay at best. Um, yeah. So I think I think our defensive depth is pretty pretty thin, and I think if you have a look where our injuries are. Um, as well. We've got a few of our defenders, Appleby, Bianco, uh, Greenwood, they're all defenders. Um and they're all injured at the moment. They're all on the, the injury list varying times. But uh it's a bit of a concern that we don't have any we don't have um we don't have any defenders effectively outside our sort of best six or seven defenders uh, for yeah, the year. I think I think the I think the I think the pie just quietly uh you know, Pretty keen on Grino. Yeah. And oh, and he, him too. Him too. Yeah, you know, I think him and Noble are
1: going
0: to be fighting for that spot.
1: Hmm. So, I, but mm. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of him, so I want to see
0: a bit more. Yeah, he's got he's got good skills. He's quick, but yeah, I don't think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, as you say, you we know. Don't... I always like a bloke who takes it on, Ross. <laughs> yes. Yes. We <laughs> I, we know I that. Like a bloke who himself and it on we know for that. Him. And, and he looks like that type of player. Too, yeah, sp- so. speaking of blokes that take the game on, I thought that um I thought that Josh Dacos probably had his best most consistent game for Collingwood in round one. Do you reckon he can back it yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, He
1: played a played a really good game. I, like he couldn't have been dropped for this round for Stevenson. Uh, you know, I still I'm a big Stevenson fan mm. and I still believe he should be playing, but then I I think I know it's been a long time since the first round to now, but, yeah, who do you actually... Who would you have dropped? I
0: don't think you'd... you... Know, like Tyler Brown played
1: all right, hmm. that first round as well. Um, so it was hard to say who... You know, it was
0: pretty hard to drop anybody. Yeah, I think, I think it was... I think, yeah, the, the balance of... The, the team seemed to be very well balanced in the first round. Like, we didn't seem to have... I don't know if it was because the Dogs weren't on their game or... Yeah, we yeah, we just they we, were a bit flat, weren't yeah they're they're a bit flat. I've never played the I'm a big fan of the ball, but he just didn't, he didn't get into the game at all. No, nah, he he barely got a touch, and um yeah I I think that's I think that's probably what's gonna um sort of shock our boys a bit. I think Richmond uh they got some very good players, and they'll come out firing. I think I don't think I don't think I think they, we we need to be expecting a red hot game. I mean it's not going to be a walk in the park. We gotta show up early, as you say. We can't oh, get jumped. I know that. <laughs> but I mean, some some people, some people, you know, I heard Damien Barrett today. and You're like me; you don't like the football media. Um, and we could talk about this for hours. But Damien Barrett said that Collingwood had the best depth in the AFL because Stevenson couldn't get a game. Yeah. Um, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> which is which is which in my mind is the furthest thing from the truth because Collingwood literally have. A squad of about thirty players will probably play this year. I'd say. I just unless there's a lot of injuries, I don't see about twenty of our players playing. Um, what do you reckon about the big fella, Darcy Cameron? I know we met him a few months ago. Now seems like forever. <laughs> yeah, we met him at the Club Forty. We met him at Club Forty Two a few months ago. Sat on our table. He did. He did, and he and he, he was. He was an
1: all right bloke, and, um... Yeah,
0: he's a good bloke. Mm. And I really like the way he climbed the mark. He just he just grabbed everything that went to him, but you know, again, they're just practice matches and he's gonna do it on the big stage, but you mm. know, you just hope that you bring a bloke like that in and he performs. Yeah. I mean the, the last kind of guy we had bringing brought brought a guy like that into the side was my chick. Um Yeah. So yeah. it'd be it'd be good he's to see. Been, he's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he's, i I like every time he steps up that uh, the preliminary final last year was his first game for yeah it was embarrassing but yeah um, but unfortunately yeah, as you say he couldn't he couldn't touch the ball in that game but he's a very good player no. um yes. he's probably he' he actually he actually improves every game and even within games he lifts lifts another gear which is great um, I would say that he's probably He's probably my favourite player at Collingwood that plays consistently. Guys like um, Braden Sire. He's just like the old-fashioned footballers, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> Braden Sire, Tom Langdon, Rupert Wills. <laughs> they've, got, they've, they've got long-term injuries. Is, is Tom Langdon actually over that knee? Yeah, so Tom Langdon has been running at training and does... I think he does a lot of kicking and... Like stationary kicking, sort of one on one kicking and he runs at a hundred percent but he doesn't he hasn't done any stuff with the main group just yet. Um, yeah, because I thought that, that me was gonna be a career ending thing and now. Well I think
1: a lot of people did.
0: Mm. It seemed as though a couple of months ago that it was career ending, but I'd almost I don't know, I'd almost say if we we're if we were, if we were pushing for finals late in the year, I wouldn't I'd like to bring him back. I think, um, and and if his knee holds, I'd be still contracted for next year. So I'd like to see him there. I think he probably. I want to say that uh, when he plays at his birthday he's one of our three best marks. In the oh, game. easily. I'd, I'd probably say he's the best mark. Um, him and How would pro- What do we call him? <laughs> buckets. buckets. Buckets Langdon, because he's got buckets <laughs> for hands. He doesn't. He doesn't drop marks. If <laughs> the ball goes in the air near him, he he takes marks. <laughs> Talk about the opposition tomorrow night. Any Richmond players you're particularly wary of other than, like, obviously, I am I think the the one that we've got to curtail is Lynch. Um, yep. In the couple of games he played against us last year, I don't know if it's because he went for Collingwood as a kid, but he, he seemed to really tear us apart. Uh, and Prestia as well, those two blokes. I reckon if... if for a bloke didn't do three season last year and then he played every game, and, he, and
1: uh, to think that... This time he's done a
0: pre-season, man-extra training. Mm. It's a very scary thought, actually. Yeah, it is. But I reckon with key forwards, pre-season's a bit overrated, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah I reckon they know, can... You know, I like our defenders. I'll, our defenders um, will go for the ball, will, will go for their mark. Um, they read it pretty well. Mm. That's why I, I think just this year, I've just got it in my
1: mind this year
0: that this fans has to stay together. That's going to be the key to us. Yeah. I really, really, I've said that all along for, mm. for the last couple of months as well. So that's, that's going to be the key to us. Yeah, because, I mean, the bulk of those guys, like Chris How Maynard, Moore, this is probably their... They're probably this is their third season they're all playing together this is now R- Ruffhead played last season as well the whole of last oh, wow. year noble played you know bits and you know he probably played five I think he played five games last year so yeah,
1: yeah, the
0: majority of the majority of that back lines probably played 40 or 50 games together now so yeah. I think that's when you sort of you get that synergy um, and and uh, I guess they work well together, and as you say, if they if they will stay fit, I think we'll we'll go deep into the season. But I think if we start having injuries down back, um, that's where the issues will start because we're we're very we're, we're very short on key position defenders. Basically. Where do you sit in the, the the fact that we know what's happened to
1: the world and what we've gone through and all that? How do you sit on um, uh, the football season as as or what we're going to get out of it? 'Cause I've got my own thoughts on it. We we have a lot of <laughs> we have a lot of fruit um, discussions at work mm. and I I I've embraced it even since we went to the break. I've embraced it a lot because my thought is that we're actually gonna get a more even season than normal because of the we play each other once. Yes. As opposed to, you know, oh, they've got an easier draw than that team's got an easier draw and, is this season makes it even mm. um i also believe that i don't know about you ross but i know geelong's ground they're used to a little bit of, of, of different uh, uh size and all that But with you know like going to perth and going to adelaide and going to these places
0: with no crowd um i don't think there's any advantage to the home side how do you what do you think yeah i reckon i'm a bit like you i was listening to this um because we've got a bit more time now, I was listening to this podcast that they did talk, these guys were talking about the 1993 season, um, when they only played 20 games and how even the competition was, but how basically Geelong, who were the best side in 1993, didn't even make the finals because they'd lost all those games at the start of the year. And it was quite a tight season. I reckon this season will be like that. It'll be nice. And as you say, it'll be even. Um, but I reckon, I'm with you. I reckon the crowds will play a big factor into it. Um, I think the crowds play a big factor when it comes to free kicks and things like that. So, momentum Um, in games, especially when. Yeah, especially in Perth when you get those whinging West Coast fans. um, I think that momentum will be massive in those games because you just won't see those momentum shifts that happen when there's a decision that goes one way or the other just simply due to the crowd. Uh, I think we will at some stage, there will be crowds that come back to the game. Um, i think... on, on that,
1: Ross. Right, um, I think I, I go back
0: six, seven weeks ago, mm.
1: and one of the young one of the young boys who loves car was bloody for murder. Yeah.
0: I, was, I, I looked at it from the point of view as they played that, I think it, whatever it was, the 8th of March, so what three months ago, they played the women's T20 World Cup final. Um, yeah. and, and this thing was happening then. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't... I think it hadn't come home to roost in Australia, but there were there were some cases. And there was a bloke that went to the game and sat in the MCC members that had it, right? So there were 85,000 people there and there was someone that had it. So I think... If you're using that as sort of like the yardstick, I think we'll, we're probably at a stage now where we're relatively close to the same infection rates, and it's declining rather than inclining. Uh, so yeah, I reckon we'll probably have crowds at footy pretty soon. Um, so I reckon yeah. that'll be, I, I, I honestly reckon that'll play a huge influence in a lot of games. Uh, and I think, especially as you say in Perth, that those Perth teams won't have the same home ground advantage they do have normally. Uh but yeah, I'm very yeah, by int- the time they go back home later on, they're gonna have the ground back to
1: first. So. What do you
0: what do you reckon oh, well, about what do you reckon about potentially Buck said that we're gonna go he's happy for Collingwood to go and play in a hub situation. Well, I oh, yeah, but, you know you know, Ross, we're the best travellers in the in, in the league. Well we, well, we are, been, we are we've been the best travellers for fifteen years, so but you know that's never worried me, I mean did you one not? The, again, one of the one of the guys at work said, well, "What if you have to play in Adelaide all your games?" I said, "Oh, please, that's like a home ground, for us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm more than ha- I'm more than happy to play them at um, West Lakes or whatever the old Amy Stadium. We we never oh, seem yeah. to lose the games there. But that's that's what I love. I love um that's one of the things that always makes me laugh is all these people on um... our draw. I think to state, yeah, yeah. It, everyone always talks about like Collingwood <laughs> don't have a lot of interstate games, but it's like. If these morons, give us six if these yeah, if, in if these football, if these football, if these football media nuffies and and um and simpletons actually read, um you know how to look at our winning record in places like Adelaide and Sydney and even in Perth against Fremantle, we've got a pretty good record against the Eagles. I don't think we're too horrible either. Um, we travel very well. I'm more than happy to travel interstate for most of our games. Yeah. Um, I'd rather and play. I'd rather play to
1: stay. Than... You know
0: yeah, I know. I was. I'm. I'm a bit annoyed because I was supposed to be going after the GWS game. I think that was in the start of May, maybe. I had, I had both Sydney games booked. Yeah. So I've got so I've got those credits with Jetstar uh, because I had booked
1: my FS
0: for both Sydney games. Mm. So you know. Uh, yeah, I, I book. I booked mine with Virgin. So that's how well yeah. I that's how well I did out of it <laughs> um but yeah it's it's oh, I find it very intriguing I think that we've probably got the best chance to actually to do to actually do something this year um i reckon yeah w- I'm, 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 I think I, I think it's one of those even. You know what, it's one you of know those what's even, scaring me, yeah the part scared me is all this bloody experts jumping on our bandwagon. That I was actually gonna say I that wish they'd get off. Yeah. That's frustrating me a fair bit as well. Yeah, I don't like it. I'd, I'd prefer um I prefer going into games as underdogs, that's for sure. I don't really want to be considered uh sort of a a good chance of of uh, of winning the flag or anything like that. Um but yeah, I I don't know, I just I get this feeling like I don't know about you. I just I, th- I think it'll be a good season of footy. I think people will probably be a bit more tuned in because there's not that much to do. Um, I can't I can't wait. I mean, I remember that first round. I watched every game. I think because um, I, I think we sort of knew
1: everything was slowing down, mm. and even this week, like last weekend with the long weekend, I said. I said to myself, I wish, I wish the bloody first round was this weekend. I could, I could have watched a lot of footy. But you know, come this weekend, I, I, you know, I watch a lot of the other games, especially when there's nothing else to do. So it's should it'll be good. I, I, I think the um, uh, five of the, uh, the uh, five
0: or six of the uh, games in the first round were very good games to watch. I thought. So yeah, I thought that's that. In my opinion, they were, I thought they were close. Um I yeah. like. I actually like the fact that they had tight games. The the games weren't um the games weren't blowouts. I reckon I'm actually a fan of sixteen minute 16 and a half minute quarters because I think it uh, I am I'm, I'm gonna reserve my judgment on that. I, I, I honestly I ble- wanna
1: see how this year
0: plays out. Yeah, I I believed in the first round it was pretty evident that sides that valued their possessions um were fantastic. Yep. And I thought that that was, that was something that was very evident, like sides that used the foot, the ball well by hand and foot did I very... I totally agree. I mean, I, I, I like the 16-minute um, quarters in the first round, mm. but like, we need to see a block of games. Uh, we need to
1: see a block and see how it all works out. Yes. And whether, and whether it's, a, you know, is the, is the trend for every game going to be that the winner's going every game or can a team come back from behind so I, I just need
0: to yeah first round I agree I, I
1: enjoyed
0: I like the 16 minutes but hmm. we need to see a block of games now so yeah and, that, and that'll tell us I think mm. yeah I think I think that's, that's that's a good point but yeah I like the closeness in games I think I think it just added a little bit to it um, but yeah I think as we sort of said in round one when a side gets away early um, it can sometimes lead to to the game being over relatively quickly yeah um, which isn't which isn't the uh, which isn't the world's greatest spectacle for fans but oh, I don't know I enjoyed it first round well <laughs> I, I did but maybe for neutrals I, I don't think they would have I don't think there would have been many that would have um, would have been staying tuned after quarter time I think I think most yeah, people knew I they, they want
1: to play a good close game. Forward. Yeah.
0: And and look, I'll be I'll be perfectly honest, I think we're probably four or five goals behind Richmond at this time. Um they don't have a single injury on their list. We've got guys like Greenwood and Trelaw, um, and Langdon who are all out of our oh, best no, twenty two. No, I don't think Greenwood's in our best twenty two, mate. Oh I do, I think he played I think he plays an important nah. shutdown role, but Look, he's, you know, you can throw. He's a, a horses-for-courses player. He, he can come in for a couple of games, but, uh,
1: mm. I mean, you know, whether they would have used him tomorrow on Dusty, but, you know, when Dusty goes forward, you can't put Greenwood on him.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, that, that's the thing,
0: so... Mm. Yes. um uh, whatever they do with Dusty is
1: exactly what we should be doing with the going, so...
0: Yeah, I was going to say, um, I think DeGoey's an interesting one because I think what Jordan DeGoey reminds me a lot of uh, the sort of the. It sort of seems as though his career's panning out a bit like Darren Mullane's. I think it took Mullane's first year was 84 or first full season was 85. Um, yep. And then by 90, which is his sixth season, which is what DeGoey's in now. Um, he was the best player in the comp. He won the players MVP and and was awesome in the yeah. final series and, and was one of the reasons why we won the flag. And I think DeGoey's got that same explosiveness that, that Mullane... Oh well the this thing is his stats when he actually
1: goes in the middle. He bloody
0: wins it all the time. Oh he does. It was it was pretty evident that he it's pretty evident that he just gets his hands on the foot. He's a very good clearance player. Um, yeah, I think i look, but I think modern footy is you know suited to short five, five, six, seven minute bursts, guys like Swanee and stuff. I think DeGoey can become a little bit like Swanee, but instead of resting on the bench, just rest forward. Um, and he, he can probably interchange with someone like uh Callum Brown, maybe, or you know, even Jamie Elliott potentially. I know he's been, he's been training a little bit with the midfielders as well. Um, but I know it's not that much to hang your hat on, but Collingwood played a practice game last Wednesday night, I think. I think it was Wednesday night. And DeGoey kicked seven goals in about the 40 minutes of game. Well, I didn't, didn't see anything about last week's game. No, no, no. But he kicked seven, didn't he? He kicked seven, yeah. He kicked six six or seven goals, I was told. And, um huh. He he was pretty dominant. So I don't know who he's playing on. I assume he would have been. It, you know, it was sort of the best twenty-two against, or the best twenty-five against, sort of the, okay. the bottom twenty-five. But um, I would assume they probably would have put someone relatively. Um, they probably would have put someone like keen on him. I think potentially, the Irishman. Um, he's a big boy, but yeah, I think I think to go, he's he's ready to explode. Um, the, the last thing I want to chat to you about big time is. Does it shit you as much as it shits me that Collingwood continues to have soft tissue injuries? Um, And do you think it's due to our training ground like I do? And I saw Jeff Walsh on the weekend when I was going for a run, not that far from the Holden Centre. And I really wanted to ask him, but I had to bite my tongue about the surface and whether or not the surface was still shit at the Holden Centre. We've, we've we've said that for a couple of years, haven't we? Between them. Oh, uh, I've I've been saying so been for four that years. There's something. There. But I I expect a lot of soft tissue injuries this first round. So let let's just I think it's just a waiting
1: game. Um, I, I just think with the you know the three weeks, there's going to be a lot of these injuries. Um, first round, I could just see it. Mm. Um, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope you know we don't get caught out in our team, but.
0: I can just see it happening. I uh, really do. Yeah, I, I can see a whole bunch of players who probably aren't prepared to play a full game come <laughs> in and, and go really hard at it. Um, especially in first quarters and second quarters and things like that. And they just their hamstrings will just go. Um, yeah. I, I can see that. I, I can definitely see that happening. Yeah, I'm
1: with you. I'm with, like I said, we've had, we have these discussions at work and Oh. you
0: know. We get I, I think it, it's it's genuinely bound to happen. Um I'd just like it not to happen to Collingwood. But <laughs> I think um you know it's you know going to Oh I know, I know it's going way. to. I, I know it's absu- I know it's absolutely inevitable. Um it's it's yeah, it's just oh, it's just one of those it's just one of those things unfortunately. Um, I from, don't think I
1: mean, uh, you know, you see Dangerfield, he goes at it like a bull and
0: he runs at full pace and breaks the lines and all that. Mm. But he's always there. He's there every week. And, yeah. um, you know, he's just... He, some blokes just don't get injured. Yeah, I know. Dangerfield, um, yeah, Dangerfield doesn't... I think he's missed like 15 games or 12 games or something in 10 years or 12 years. Yeah. Hmm. so I love, I love watching him i mean he's, he's
1: caught a lot of shit lately but i just love watching him oh well,
0: he's, a, he's a great fo- he's a great footballer. Well, i think every time he opens his mouth though he says something that that yeah, rubs people up the wrong way things, you know, they, yeah i, I think wrong. he i think he just rubs people up the wrong way sometimes like um he, i know he rubs up uh, he rubs greek up the wrong way at work <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of the he rubs me up he rubs me up the wrong way too like i think early on you know a lot of people were losing their jobs and things like that and most of the basic are we allowed to talk about Arabia? oh yeah we can we can talk about the <laughs> artist formerly known as harry o'brien but there are all these people oh, I that... always called him harry o'brien i call him harry o'brien now so again so, isn't he, didn't he change his look I don't mind the fact he's changed his name to Heretia Lumumba but I just find it I find it perplexing that a lot of this stuff he talked about when he went to Collingwood and how he didn't like the club he didn't like the culture he hated his nickname he hated the players you know he hated the fact that the players called Paul Seedsman Les because he looked like a lesbian according to you know he had a haircut that looked like a lesbian's haircut when he was in high school um, he just hated that and he clearly okay, I get the guys are a different unit but I think at some stage in your life and, and obviously there's stuff that happens at the football club but at some stage you've got to move on like, I don't know if bringing it up now Ross, is Ross, Ross, d- does he
1: forget that he came off the street and he begged Colwood to let him play when no one else was giving him a chance yeah. And on about the third, uh, they put him on the rookie. You know, the rest is history. He played in the Premiership.
0: He was an Australian so as videos, well. He
1: knows Hollywood everything. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy stuff. He, they just forget everything. And without mentioning names, someone very big and prominent in Hollywood, I had this discussion six, seven years ago, and he clearly said, tone. The players got scared. They weren't allowed to say anything around him just in case we offended him. Um, you know, if someone uh, said a, a gay joke, oh, they're homophobic, and he had, he had a say in everything. He goes, and he goes, a lot of the boys there are young boys. And, you mm. know, Harry just, Harry just had a sense at everything.
0: Um, they'd all been mucking around. He walked. Yeah, I think, I think the last couple of years, I think towards the end, um, Harry was clearly in this sort of state where everything offended him. Like, everything was an issue. Um, Bucks was an issue. The players were an issue. Like, clearly, like, okay, there might have been other things going on in his life or whatever, or, you know, there might have been reasons as to why he felt like that. But it was pretty evident that, you know, nothing that the club could do in that, in that period of time was ever going to be... Perfect yeah, exactly. for him. He he was he was he was never gonna be, you know, grateful for it or he he was always, you know, gonna have a bit of a chip on his shoulder about it. So I'm not oh man, I don't I don't worry too much about that sort of stuff. I just find it um I just find it relatively annoying that a bloke like that, as you say, that that does owe the club I think you know, he doesn't the club doesn't owe him anything. The club gave him a hell of a lot yeah, exactly. um uh, and, unfortunately, this is the sort of the, the way he repays the footy club, which isn't, okay. cool. you know. I'm actually it, interested to see what uh, Eddie's reply is. To. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear what Eddie has to think about it, because.
1: Uh, I'm sure he'll have
0: stopping the right? Yeah, I mean, it's like any, like, I don't know, I've got this view, like, I don't really like, I think I've. Okay, I think Eddie's done his good things to the club in his time, but I think it's time for him to move on and for someone else, aka Peter Murphy, to take over the reins as um, as as the president. But um, well, well, we know now that we've got it for another three years. Uh, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but um, I think Eddie's always had Collingwood's best interests at heart in whatever he's done. Um, oh, absolutely. And. I think that any player that questions him and Eddie's integrity of, you know, did he do the right thing? Well, I think Eddie's always tried to do the right thing for the club. So if you're a player at the football club, I can always guarantee that Eddie will try and back you up. Like even Swanee said it. Like Swanny said it all the time. Like Ed would absolutely give him the biggest bait in the world for 10 minutes and then five minutes later say, look, mate, Swanee, we, I've given you this bait, but I want you to know that I'm supporting you and, you know, go out there and do whatever you do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't have
1: to explain, I know exactly. And I, think, I think some of the times when he gets a bag, he actually, they don't, people don't listen to the whole interview. No, of course and they don't. Put, and, they, and the context of the what Eddie's trying to say gets put
0: right Um, we, we, we're talking about when um, when Eddie was having a crack at journos about not asking Jack Stephen questions about what happened yeah, to him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he
0: was spot on there, you know, like... See, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now where it's like I'm happy for Eddie to do all that stuff as Eddie the football commentator or Eddie the football journalist, but I don't yeah. really want him doing it anymore as the Collingwood president as well because I think it's just it blurs too many of these lines. Like I mean the most embarrassing I don't know what your viewers on it is uh but I've I, I genuinely don't care what jumper port Adelaide wear. Like I honestly could not care less. But I I I, I the fact I, that Koshi actually Koshy actually said we just want to wear it when we play against Adelaide and yeah. not against not a bit but I think they should be. They should. Yeah, of course they should. But I don't... It's not going to worry us
1: when they play Adelaide in Adelaide.
0: Yeah, and I don't, I don't even care if they rock up to the MCG wearing it, to be honest. Oh, look, you know, then it becomes a bit ridiculous. Who are you, Port Adelaide
1: or Port Power? You well, might as well go back and call yourself Port Adelaide.
0: Well, they are, but... Oh, no, no, no.
1: They're going to... The jumper, you know... Oh, she said, we, we don't want to wear it at the MCG. We don't want to wear it against Colin. We want to wear it in the showdown every year when we play Adelaide in Adelaide. And yeah. you know what? Colin and Eddie
0: should turn around tonight and say, OK, let them do it. Yeah, I reckon 100%. Just, just let them do it. Absolutely. I, I'm with you on that one, time Just just absolutely go. Let... I, I mean, I bought one of the... Um, I bought the,
1: um, the front open... Port Adelaide uh, top when they played in the grand final to stop Brisbane winning four in a row. Oh,
0: yeah. I bought one
1: and wore it to the pub because I was banking for Port Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think I think Dad Dad had one from back in the day, and I, I... I actually ordered it that week of the grand yeah. final from a friend in Adelaide. I said, like, can you buy me one of these and send it over? They did. Yeah, Oh, I love it. I've got dad. Dad had this old Port Adelaide jumper sitting around at yeah, Uncle house, and I went and took that because I thought, oh, this looks alright. This is pretty cool. My, I've only worn it once. So it's quite like brand new. Yeah, they're actually. It's no. actually a really. It's actually a really, really good jumper. I've got the lace stuff, That's the fun. You know, the lace stuff one. Yeah, I know. I know the exact one. That's that's probably the most <laughs> South Australian thing you can find. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of a bit over all that sort of stuff. So I'd rather footy come back so they can talk about footy and the game. But I think the great thing is, I don't know about you, but have you been watch? I've been watching a few old school games and old footage. It's so much. I don't know. I just find it so much better to watch as a game. Like I watched the 1984 first semi final. That was the last time Collingwood beat Carlton um, in a final, and Dakes kicked seven four that day. And Mike Richardson kicked four goals as well. Um, and I think I think probably even still to this day, I think that's probably the most expensive team, um, you know, in terms of even in translating to modern uh, valuation. I think that's the most expensive team Collingwood's ever put out on the park. <laughs> well, that's a, that Gary Shore in it. Yeah, that had Gary Shaw <laughs> and... Um... Derek okay. Shaw, Derek Shaw played. Neville Shaw played. Tony Shaw played. Oh, um, Mike Richardson was playing. David Cloak wasn't playing. Um, Jeff Rains was playing. Uh, Greg Phillips was playing. Um, <laughs> Rene King. No, Renee Kink wasn't playing at that stage. Um, okay. Jeff Rains was playing. Uh, Jeff. Michael Taylor was playing. He so said it, it was genuinely um, Good player, Michael Taylor. Yeah. So no, he, he he was. I reckon Graham, Ta- Graham Corns was saying that he should be in the, the Hall of Fame as well. And you look at his, he won like eight best in Ferris at Norwood. Um, he definitely yeah, should he be was, in there. He was, he was a great player at Collingwood. He, he was one of those blokes that just did his job every week. Yeah. But I was watching the game and I was like, geez, like, how much better is it? Like, okay, I reckon the skills might not be quite as good. Um, the speed might not be there, but geez, as a spectacle, it's actually quite, quite unbelievable to watch. Like, players have time and space, so there's a lot more one-on-one contest. Like, it's actually footy as it should be. Have you... Oh, look, there's good and bad in
1: both eras. I mean, there's great games now that the, the blokes in that era couldn't do. Mm. And then, but then again, the blokes
0: back then, when they had a set shot with all with
1: Meters, they just were splitting the middle. Mm. And there were so many players that just would not miss. Yeah. Whereas today, when you see
0: a miss from 20 meters out, I, geez, I'd cry. Yeah. I'd cry because
1: honestly, I'd do that blindfolded.
0: Mm. No, exactly. Even
1: an old, old bloke like me, overweight, flow.
0: Yeah, you can still kick a footy though.
1: That's what I mean. I could always kick. Even a soccer ball, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gloating now, but a soccer ball, I, I, I used to be able to pass it, you know, 40 metre pass and hit my bloke on the chest. Mm. Easy, easy. It was an easy thing for me to do. Yeah. But, so when, even my boys, when they play football and they miss easy goals, I laughed at them. I go, like, how could you miss that?
0: Yeah, oh, I, I, yeah, I'm not, don't like it, I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of, yeah, I think I think modern-day set-shot goal-kicking seems to have, I don't know what, what it is, they just don't... Um, they've got to all kick around the corner. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to exist anymore. There aren't players that confidently go back from 35, 40 metres and you think, yep, they're going to kick this. Like, you, you genuinely don't know whether they're going to kick it um, for a goal or if it's going to go out in the full. That's the sort of... Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. And, and it's kind of annoying, I think. Um, <coughs> I, I remember watching footage of even, like, there was a game that we played in 2005 against West Coast where we hadn't won a game. I think we'd lost the first eight, and they were on top of the ladder, and we beat them. And Travis Cloak kicked the goal that put us ahead with about two minutes to go in the game. And he was yeah. 35 metres out on about a 30-degree angle, and uh, the ball started literally at the right... Uh, the right post and ended up sort of near the the left-hand goal post <laughs> that's how you know that's how much of a of a turn it had on it and i was thinking oh geez like even back then cloaky like guys like cloaky who was absolutely unbelievable from about 50 or 55 meters out um yeah. literally couldn't kick from 20 meters out directly in front you'd, you'd worry <laughs> yeah oh well a bit. Yeah, um, we we did we did. Hopefully, Darcy Cameron, Brody check's a very good kick actually. Hopefully, Darcy Cameron's he, he's a very good. accurate kick. For yep. Um, I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't watched I haven't seen, because he played a lot of in the ruck at Sydney, but I think he played a lot as a forward when he was at um, when he was at uh, Claremont in the in the uh, in the yep. in the waffle. So hopefully. Hopefully he can kick straight tomorrow night and and hopefully the pies can get let Oh, let's, let's hope he can get into the game. Like I said, those pre-season games, he, he clunked everything. He yeah. marked everything. Yeah, he was so, good. Oh, that's what I like. I like that. Is the ball. I mean, Bucks actually referred to that last night. He said, Bucks sort of said, oh, he's a very good mark. He doesn't miss mm. many when, when it comes his way. And I thought, oh, that's good. Mm. That's, that's what I like. I yeah. mean, Bucks was talking up his mark. And no, that's good. Now, but last one before I let you go, Tane, um I want to talk yeah. about your least favourite journalist in the AFL. Um, mine, oh, mine, mine is um, mine is Mark Slobbo Slobinson at the Herald Sun because he seems to yeah. have this. He seems to have this vendetta against Collingwood. Uh, yeah, I agree. Where he writes evil, violent spew about Collingwood all the time. Um and he yep. seems to almost be obsessed about Collingwood for no real reason. Um only we'll read his paper or we'll his columns. Yeah, yeah. It seems and he as though we're all stupid. Yeah. It seems as though he's got the directive that Collingwood sells newspapers, but instead of instead of talking about Collingwood positively, he just tries to degrade them all the time. Um, yeah. but um it's us against them. Um he's he's my least favourite. Who's your least favourite? Robinson, and I reckon the other one, the other one that I'm not a big fan of, because I do the in OSEN a lot, um, I find Jared Whateley a little bit, I find that he doesn't, he doesn't quite, like nothing against him, I just don't, I don't think he adds a lot of value to me every time I listen to him, he's just really polite. And... Oh, I don't mind him, I think, I think that, I think he thinks about everything he's going to say. Yeah, he. I reckon he overthinks yeah. things a bit too much. He's not controversial, that's, that's
1: true. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, who's
0: my, who do I, who don't I like? I don't like a lot of them, actually. Is there one that you don't like particularly? I don't like a lot of them either, but I particularly don't like Mark Robinson. I just... I, cannot... I, don't, I don't particularly like him either. I think he's an idiot. Um,
1: I think, I've never been a David Barrett fan. Okay. I think he's, I think everything he says, oh, you know, when he was on those funny shows and everything, oh, we've got an exclusive, and it was bloody always old news. Yeah, there yeah. Was nothing he-